Well, we teach on this topic about every two years. This is a really important topic for our lives and for the decisions we have to make because we have to make so many decisions every single day. And each decision we make is going to lead us down a very specific life trail. Every single one. Now, some of those decisions we have to make, those trails are clearly marked. I brought with me some trail markers today. Some of them are clearly marked by God. And it's as if God is saying, yeah, 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 take this way. Go this direction. And, it's, and you know where we find most of these trail markers that God leaves us? We find them in the New Covenant. You may have heard it called the New Testament. It's, it's this New Covenant that God made with us it all happened really after Christ died and he rose again. This new covenant and some of the decisions we have to make in life, we can look at that new covenant and clearly see God is saying, go this way, do this. I want you to make this decision, take this life trail. But some of the decisions we have to make, they're not clearly marked. Some of the decisions we have to make, we look in the new covenant and we don't find really a trail marker that says, go this way. And some of these are really big decisions that we want to get right. Like who do we marry? Who do we date? Uh, what school do we want to go to? How, how, how do we want to continue our career? Those decisions, we don't find God giving us a trail marker that says clearly, this is the one, go this way. We don't see that in the new covenant. And then we have all kinds of tiny decisions. Those are some of the big ones. But every single day, we have a, a load of tiny decisions we make every day. And every single one is leading us down some trail. But when we look in the new covenant for these little decisions, we don't, for some of them are clear, but for some of them, we don't have a clear direction that God is saying, hey, I want you to go this way. So if it's not addressed in the new covenant, then the question is this, how do we pick the right trail? That's why this topic is so, so important, because the life trails we pick are going to impact our lives and all the people around us. So how do we pick the right trail? Well, let me tell you how I picked, used to pick my trails, my life trails. I, I would do something that I thought was kind of spiritual. I would go look and see, well, um, I, does God have anything to say about this? Just tell me no. You see, I, I was a Christ follower, and, and, and I wanted to follow Jesus, but here's, let me give you some truth here. I knew there was a lot of fun stuff, too, that I wanted to do, and so I wanted to follow Jesus, but I didn't want to miss out on any legal fun, <laughs> so I went into the New Covenant to find out okay, can I do this? And if the Bible doesn't say no, well, then obviously it's a yes, I can do it. If the Bible doesn't say specifically, don't do this, then I thought, well, I can do it then. It's a yes. And I would take down that trail. I would just head off that way. That's kind of how I used to pick some trails. Am I allowed to do this? In other words, I'm kind of asking God, where's that line of right and wrong? Because I want to get as close to it as I can. I don't want to get over into the wrong, but man, I want to get real close to it because I want all the legal fun available to me. So I made those decisions. How close can I get without crossing over? I want to get as close as possible. Don't want to miss anything that I'm allowed. 
So I would ask the questions, is this allowed? Does the Bible say no? If not, it must be a yes. If it's not, if, if, I was asking questions. Now here's the problem with those questions. As I ask those questions, I am picking a trail and heading down that trail. And you know where that trail is headed? It is headed towards the edge, the side of the mountain, the side of the mountain. Now I'm pretty sure I'm going to stumble and fall along any trail that I choose because I'm imperfect. But if my trail that I have chosen is on the side of the mountain, I mean, if I am right up there on the edge and I'm following that trail and I fall, it is very possible that I'm going to fall off the mountain. Not only hurting myself, but hurting the people I love around me. That's why this topic is so, so important. You see, it is not wise for me to live my life knowing because I'm imperfect, I am going to fall on any trail that I'm on. I will fall. I will make a mistake. But if I fall on a trail that I have chosen that takes me to the edge of the mountain, that fall is much more dangerous. I say to myself, I ignore the signs. I say, oh, it's going to be okay. I'll handle that later when I get to it. I'm doing okay right now. I don't have to worry about it right now. Hey, I'll worry about that later. And I stay on that dangerous trail because it feels right, right? You know, it feels good. That's what my heart's saying to do. But because I know that I'm going to fall, I am going to fail. I am going to fall down. I don't have to fall off the mountain. God has actually given me and given you a way to stay safely away from the edge of the mountain so that when I do fall, it is not as devastating to me and not as devastating to the people I love who are around me. He's given us a plan for that. And just a hint, the plan is not asking the question, is this okay for me to do? Am I allowed to do this? It's not asking, is there a verse in the Bible that tells me no? Because each of those questions is going to lead me down a trail toward the edge of the mountain. And when I do fall, and eventually I will, it is very possible that I could fall in a more devastating way off the edge hurting myself, hurting the people I love. Now, in this series, we have said, we're in week three of this series. In week one and two, we said, we need to find some new questions, some better questions to ask before we pick a trail. God is not wanting us just to ask, is something allowed? He has a better trail for us than that. He wants us to not say, is this allowed? But he wants us to make a decision based on wisdom. See, wisdom is the standard, not does the Bible tell me no. Wisdom asks a whole different series of questions. Wisdom asks, is this the wise thing for me to do? Now, let me give you a scenario. Um... Here, here's a, a, a snapshot, just a, just a snapshot of a guy in 
the Bible. He's in the Old Covenant. Um, you're familiar with the story, possibly, of Adam and Eve. God creating, you know, created the world, created the earth, and created man and woman, Adam and Eve. About 20 generations after he created Adam and Eve, God, God uh, brings onto the scene this guy named Abraham. And God chose Abraham to, to kind of uh, be the bloodline from which eventually Jesus would emerge on the scene, who is God himself in flesh and blood skin. So he's a pretty important guy, Abraham, but he is just, he is a guy, he is a man. Now, this story is not about Abraham though, this story is about Abraham's nephew. So Abraham's nephew, his name is Lot. So Abraham is a God follower and God tells Abraham, hey listen, I want you to leave this country, this homeland, and I want you to go to another place that I want you to begin your whole uh, family line, really. And I want you to go there. I'm not going to tell you where it is right now, but I'll tell you as you go. And so Lot is like, well, I mean, maybe I need to go too. So Lot follows Abraham, packs up everything he owns, all of his family, and he follows Abraham, and they take off toward wherever God is leading this, this entire uh, clan of people. And they take off, and Lot's like, okay, I'm not sure what I need to do, but I'm going to follow him, Abraham, who's following him, which is God. So I'm going to go that way. I'm gonna, I, can't, I don't think I can lose by following Abraham, who's following God. And so they follow each other. Uh, things go okay, and they're following each other for quite some time, all over, kind of all over the land. They're, they're nomads. They're camping as they go. And maybe they follow a little too closely, because they begin to get on each other's nerves. It's not really working out so well. They're getting on each other's nerves and they're like, maybe we need a little space, need a little space. And Abraham's like, okay, listen, Lot, listen, of all this land out here around us, as far as you can see, I'm going to let you choose first. You pick a section of land and you can have all that and I'll just take whatever you don't take and I'll go that way. Now, Lot was uh, pretty shrewd, and he's like, okay, well, um, Lot's like, I want the best land. <laughs> That's what I deserve. That's what I want. You're giving me a choice, so I want the best land. I want it right now. I'm going to take that. And that decision, then he planted his family and his life and everything about his life all right there in that place. And here's what happened in the future. His future really was pretty horrible. The land was lush, but his future was not. It was pretty, he was successful. Yeah, really successful. But man, his life really was pretty horrible. He had a very destructive future. I mean, there was a lot of sexual sin. He had sins against his own family, his own children, specifically sins against his daughters. Ultimately, Lot, he lost everything. He even lost his wife to a really bizarre, strange death. And that very tragic, horrible future 
ultimately, possibly, can be traced all the way back to one single decision. It was the decision of where he chose to live. And he made the choice. He made the decision to live there. And maybe, maybe that decision, let's just assume that it could have passed the wisdom test we talked about in week number one, which was this, in light of my past experience, what's the wise thing to do? Let's just assume, I don't know if it did or not, but let's assume it did. His past experience, he was a nomad, and he was now being offered the opportunity to plant his life in a very specific place. My past experience, I'm a nomad. I don't want to travel around and wander around my whole life. And so maybe his past experience was, say, yeah, yeah, plant your life. Maybe it passed that. And in light of my past experience, what's the wise thing to do? And maybe that's what it was. Maybe it passed the test we talked about in week number two. Maybe, just possibly, I don't know, but maybe it passed the now test, which is in light of my current situation. What is the wise thing to do? His current situation, he had a lot of livestock that needed to graze. They needed a place to graze. They needed a place to grow the livestock into a wealthy, wealthy, wealthy uh, ranching scenario. So let's just assume maybe it did pass the now test. So in light of my past experience and in light of my current situation, what's the wise thing to do? And maybe, let's just assume, maybe possibly he did the wise thing. But here's the thing. Yet, if those were the wise decisions, even in those two moments, in retrospect, we look back at that decision and we can say it ended up not being wise at all. Even if it did pass the first two questions, that decision changed his future for the worse forever. Hmm. That decision jeopardized his solid plans for his future, and that decision to live there altered his future forever. So here's what I'm saying. We need more wisdom. Those two questions are great, but they're not enough. We need more from our questions so that we can have some kind of protection for our future. So we already told you, McKinley will have it on the screen. Choosing a better trail means when I do fall, I won't fall off the mountain. So we need a little bit more help in choosing a better trail. So we gave you some help, something to help you remember this. It says this, asking if it's allowed isn't the trail for you. Instead, what is the wise thing to do? I want to read that again. Asking if it's allowed, that isn't the trail for you. Instead, what is the wise thing to do? And we kind of get this little rhyme, trying to help make that kind of sticky so it sticks in our mind. We got that from the passage that we have been studying for this series, and it's written by uh, a letter that uh, this man named Paul, who wrote most of the New Covenant, and he was inspired by God to write this letter, and here's what he said. He's talking to these believers in Ephesus, and he says, so be careful how you live. And I want to pause there for just a moment. That word careful, it's a great word. Wonderful translation of that Greek word. But it means so much more than just be careful. 
It means you need to pause, you need to stop and look all around you before you make this next decision. Be careful how you live. Look all around at your surroundings. And we said as part of this, we need to look all the way back through our past. As we look all around us, make sure you look at your past, your past experience before you make this decision. Because your past experience could tell you whether or not this is a wise step for you. And we said looking all around, being careful how you live, looking all around, it also includes looking right now at your current situation, your current state of mind, your current emotions, the way you are feeling. And we said God gave us these emotions and these feelings to experience life on a whole new level, but he did not give us these feelings and emotions to make our decisions for us. So be careful how you live. Look all around. Look at your past. Look at what's going on in your life right now, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. Is it going to kind of skew your decision making? Look all around you. What's happening then? What has happened then? What is happening now? And today we're adding this, as you look around, as you're being careful how you live and you're studying your surroundings back then, right now, we're going to add this. You need to look way down the road. You need to look ahead of you at your future hopes and dreams. So here's our question as it stands now. In light of my past experience, my current situation and my future hopes, and dreams. What is the wise thing to do? Just perhaps, had Lot asked that last question, maybe he would have made a very different decision, knowing that that place, that place was going to make it very difficult for him to continue to follow God. That place was. Something was going to give, and it did. Knowing that the path of those people at that place was significantly different than God's path. Someone's path was going to be altered, and it was. It was. Knowing what was there, and yet, he chose to plant his life and his family right there. Even though he didn't have to do it, he chose it knowing all of that. And guess what? His life at one time had involved God's direction, but his life began to change. His life now left God's path, and he chose a whole nother trail that was leading straight to the edge of the mountain. His future was changed, all because he didn't make the wise decision through the filter of how might this decision affect my future hopes and dreams.
So Paul goes on, be careful how you live. He says, don't live like fools, in other words, unwise people, but like those who are wise. So if you want to be wise, act like the wise person, he says. In verse 16, he says, so make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. In other words, every opportunity that comes your way, every decision that you have to make, no matter how big or how little it might be, over the course of your day, every invitation that comes your way, people invite you to do things, make the most of every opportunity, he says, every invitation, every decision. And he says in verse 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but he says, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. The wise path that he wants you to take, understand that. And then he says, don't act thoughtlessly, okay? Understand what the Lord wants you to do. So if all of this involves wisdom, I thought, you know, today we need a little dose of some wisdom that was given by God. And so if we look back in this book of Proverbs, which is a book of wisdom and wise sayings, we're going to find a little help for today as we try to look forward to our future, to protect our future in any decision that we make. So the wisdom writer tells us this in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. He says, there is a path before each person that seems right. In other words, in that moment, this life trail looks pretty good to me. It seems right, but he says, but it ends in death. At this moment, it looks like a wonderful, perfectly great life trail to choose. I like it. I'm going to take it. But down the road, further down the road, it is devastating. Further down the road, you're on the edge of the mountain and you fall off. But you couldn't see it here. The wisdom writer and also Paul in the New, Custom, in the, the New Covenant is basically telling us this, that every single decision that we make is a step in a very specific direction. I, it's, a, it's a very specific path, a very specific trail. Every decision I make every single day, no matter how little or how big, it is a step in a very specific direction, headed down a very specific trail, and that trail is leading somewhere. It really is. It's, it has a destination, toward a very specific future, a very specific outcome. And we have a job to do every single day. Before we pick any trail, any one we choose, before we pick it, we have to determine where is this decision, this trail, where is it heading we have to look further down the road than just right here at the next step down that trail. We have to look further, further, as far as we can down that trail so we can determine where is this decision heading? What's going on down there? We have to figure out what's waiting for us, good or bad. What's lurking? We have to figure that out. 
We don't have a choice. A decision that we make during the day that does not take our future into account is not going to be a wise decision. And this verse reminds us that an unwise decision is going to lead. It seems right now, seems okay now, but it's going to lead to death. And in this case, it's the death of our future hopes and dreams. Now, let's get a little bit more wisdom for today. Looking at a wisdom writer again in Proverbs chapter 27, he says, a prudent person, which is another way to say a wise person, a wise person foresees danger. Let's pause there for a moment. A wise person, a prudent person foresees danger. In other words, they look further down the road than just the step they're about to take. They look further. They look as far as they can. In other words, if I make this decision, where is this going to take my life? In what direction is this taking my life? Is this leading me at the end of this journey? Is it going to lead me toward my future hopes and dreams? And then, so what do I do? So it says a, a, a prudent person foresees danger and takes cautions. Now, wait a minute. So if, if I do this, it looks like it could lead me in that direction. I'm not quite sure, but man, it looks possible that that could lead me in this direction, away from my hopes and dreams, away from my hopes and dreams. So in other words, now I've got a warning popping up all around me, caution popping up all around me, warning, caution. I need to take precautions. I think I'm going to need to say no to this invitation. No to this opportunity. No to satisfying this desire that has welled up inside of me. I'm going to need to say no so that I don't hurt, potentially, my future hopes and dreams. And just maybe I could pass the history. This decision may pass the history test. That says, in light of my past experience, what's the wise thing to do? And it may pass that. And it could pass the current situation test. In light of my past experience and my current situation, what is the wise thing to do? But if I know I head down that way, that path, that life trail, that decision, I might arrive at that destination, and it will not be my future hopes and dreams. So I need to analyze this. Even if it passed these two tests, if it fails this one, then it's going to have to be a no. But the wisdom writer goes on. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions, but a simpleton, and that's just a way to say someone who's not wise, an unwise person goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. In other words, the unwise person looked down the road and saw what might happen and they said, ah, I won't worry about it. I'll worry about that when I get there. I, I want to do this. I'll worry about that later. And they go on anyway, even though they know it might not be the best. 
It says they're going to suffer consequences of that bad decision, that unwise decision. Or maybe they just don't choose to look at all. They don't look down the road. They look right here at this step, and this is what I want to take, and I'm going to take it. He says that's the unwise person, and they too, they will suffer the consequences of that step. It's going to happen. You see, yes, we must look at our past, but we can't stop there. And we must look at our current situation, but we can't stop there either. We are instructed, if we want to do the wise thing, to also look further down the road and determine, predetermine, if this is a step toward or away from our future hopes and dreams. In other words, if I, if I date this person, will their standards lead me somewhere that's away from my future hopes and dreams? Could this, would their standards potentially derail my life plan? Or if I take this job, or if I go to this school, or if I choose to move here or there, will it get me closer or further from my future hopes and dreams and what God wants for me? If this thing that I'm doing were to become a habit, would it hurt my future hopes and dreams? Or would it help me get there? If this were what I'm doing, if this were to become a priority in my life, would it bump other priorities that God really wants for me? And would it push them to the side? If what I've been asked to do or what I'm thinking about doing, if I did it over and over and over again, where might I end up? If I buy this that I want to buy, what will that mean for my finances and the security that I desire down the road? If I take on these payments on time and credit... How will that impact my ability to do what God wants me to do with the money that he sends my way? If I take on this debt right now, how might that impact my freedom to step financially when God says to, stay, to take a step? How will that impact it? If, if he says, I want you to give away this money to this thing or this person or this cause, then how will that impact my ability to do that? If he tells me, hey, I want you to buy this for this person, how will that impact my ability to be able to respond to God and say, yeah, I'm with you? If I choose to spend my money here right now instead of saving it, how will that impact my future hopes and dreams? Here's more. They're saying, Harley, wait, that's enough. <laughs> oh, but wait, there's more. So I'm married. And here's my wife. Good question here. Here's my wife, but if I spend more and more time at the office with her, how is that going to impact my emotions and my feelings and my needs and my desires down the road? Ladies, maybe you're married, and here's your husband. But perhaps if you continue to have conversations with him about your marriage and about the details of what's going on in your marriage and the struggles you're having in your marriage, what might happen to your feelings and your emotions 
and your needs and your desires down the road. Here's another question for us. If I keep working longer and longer hours during the week, how might that impact my ability to be a parent to my child and to lead them and guide them? Here's, a, here's, here's one. If I allow my child's schedule to become my life priority, how will that impact my ability to be involved in the things that God wants me to be involved in and lead in the things God wants me to lead in? If I say yes to every opportunity, ladies, if you say yes to every opportunity to hang out with the girls, guys, if you say yes to all the opportunities you have to hang out with the guys, oops, how will that impact your marriage or your future. Oh, goodness. If I keep choosing my hobby over my spouse, what will my marriage look like in 10 years? If my wife is right here with me, and it's in the evening, getting, you know, getting everything's winding down, if my, my spouse my wife is right here with me, but yet instead of talking to her and being involved in her life, I'm just scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest instead of talking to them. How might that impact my marriage by the end of the year or two years? If I continue to eat the way that I've been eating, how is that going to impact my health in a couple of years. If I go home after work and I just sit down, how is that inactivity going to impact my health in five years? You see, every single decision, no matter how small it might seem, it is a step down a very specific trail, and that trail is leading somewhere specific. And it's either going to lead us toward our future hopes and dreams that God has given us and placed in our lives, or it's going to lead us away from them. So as we wrap this up today, let's be reminded of what the wisdom writer said. There is a path, a life trail, a decision, an opportunity before each person that seems right but if you were able to look further down the road, you'll see it ends in death. So we need to ask a question. In light of my past experience, my current situation, and my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? And the wisdom writer said, a prudent person, a wise person foresees danger looks far enough down the road to see where this thing is turning and how it's going to potentially end up and takes precautions. But the simpleton, the unwise person, just doesn't pay any attention and says, I'll just handle that when I get there, or just ignores it and blindly they go on and they suffer the consequences. So what does all of this mean for us today? My hope is that, here it is, my hope is that you will ask this question for every decision you're faced with this week. 
And when we start thinking here about our future hopes and dreams, maybe you're saying, Harley, listen, yeah, 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 I, I know. I, and I know God has something out there for me, but Harley, I have blown it. I have messed up so badly that I have no idea what that should be. I have no idea what God's future hopes and dreams, what he has planned for me. I have no idea. And if that is you, then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go onto Facebook this afternoon, and I am going to post a link to a teaching series that we did years ago that will help you begin to spend some time thinking about God's plan, his future hopes and dreams for you. No matter what's in your past, starting right now today. And if that is you saying, I'm just not sure what that needs to be, then I want you to go and this week, will you listen to that series? Yes, it is an, an imperfect series. And I know this because I taught it. It is imperfect. But if you will listen to that and take some of those next steps over the course of this week, you will be headed in a more wise direction for your life. Now, here's another thing. Maybe you're struggling. You're saying, you know, I, I, I'm having trouble staying on the right trail. I, I'm having trouble staying on the right trail. I, my life has ended up not where I expected it to be. I did not want to end up where I am today and experiencing what I have experienced. This is not what I wanted and if that's you, I'm going to have a different series posted. The first series that I talked about, that's called Plan E. Plan E. I'll have that posted. But if this is you, the second person here I'm talking about, if it's you, you're saying, I have not ended up where I want to end up. This is not what I wanted for my life. Then here's the series I want you to listen to. It's called The Principle of the Path. The Principle of the Path and I, I, I desire, would you listen to that this week? You can listen to it from your smartphone or you can listen to it from a computer. Either one of these series. But will you listen to that series and will you take some of those next steps over the course of this week? And then here's the last thing I want to encourage. Maybe you're just not even sure kind of how to spend time with God and how to to get to know him enough that you can know maybe what you need to do in the future. And we have this resource, it's in the, in the lobby, and it's called Daily Habits. You'll see it out there. There are some other uh, things out there, but there's the one that talks about daily habits. I have several of those. If we run out of those today, just holler at me and I'll make sure you get one. But maybe that's the next step for you, to take that and figure out how you can daily get into the habit of spending time with God who is going to, over the course of your life, some things he's going to flag and say, go this way. And other things, you're going to have to rely upon him and his spirit to help point you in the wise direction by asking these questions. I hope you'll take a step with us this week. I hope you will listen. You have an amazing, amazing God who doesn't want you to choose unwisely and suffer the consequences. He's not going to hide the wise step from you. 
He wants good things for your life. And he wants, now I'm not saying that our lives are going to be filled with flowers and, and butterflies. No, 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 no. Just keep reading the new covenant and you'll see that's not the case. But your God wants you to be able to view him as your father. Your heavenly, perfect father. And everywhere I have failed my children as an earthly father, everywhere your father has failed you, everywhere you have failed as a father, I want you to know this, your heavenly father is absolutely perfect. And this morning, maybe you came just to hear this. Your heavenly father is looking for you. And just simply waiting for you to throw your hands up and say, God, I can't, but you can. I've tried and failed, but God, I'm going to give this life to you. Will you take a next step with us? And will you, will you fall into the arms of your heavenly father? Let's pray. Jesus, I ask that you help us to look at each decision, each invitation, each opportunity, each desire that wells up inside of us this week. And before we act on it, may we look down the road, further down the road, and may we begin to determine where this decision is going to lead us. God, help us to foresee danger so that we can take precautions today. May we not just continue blindly down a trail. Jesus, may we, may we choose more wisely. And we ask that you would give us the wisdom to know what to do with what we have heard today, Father. And would you please give us the courage to do it. And it is in the name of Jesus we ask these things. Amen.